Good morning and welcome to a whole new number, 160. We're out of the 50s. 100, episode 160 of the uh, Sunday Conversation Podcast, hosted by Aaron and I. We've been your hosts the entire time. We will continue to be your hosts. And we are presented by Loyalty Liquors and Taco Casa. Liquors and tacos. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Liquor and tacos. I mean, what else could you want? Right. What else could you want? Backing you. Um, maybe some water after St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is us. And uh, how the hell are you, Aaron? Uh, Benny, I'm great. Always great. Um, I actually have a couple of things to get to. I don't know what order to do them in. I guess we'll do. Well, why don't we draw straws? Okay. All, All right. right. You you do you have the things in front of you? No, I have nothing in front of me other than you. All right. Well, list them in your head: second. one, two, and three, and I'll pick a number. Okay. Um. Okay. Go ahead. Pick three. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> I, um, on a, on a personal level, everything is, uh, everything's great. Very, very productive week. I actually have a story I have to tell you offline, but I, it's just, you know, my that's mom, fine. My mom listens to this show. So right, I understand. I got to keep it, you know, somewhat. In right. Show. But, uh, personal, personal life. Great, Ben week was good. Uh, you know, short week for me took Monday off because I'm a piece of shit. Um, you're not the only one, Aaron. No, no, of course I'm not. Of course I'm not. And you know, in all honesty, I woke up. So I I went to the and plus the, you're ahead. Italian. You're not even Irish, so you obviously didn't go to the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I didn't see any of the parade. Actually, I, I'll tell you what. I have a funny story from the parade, Ben. So uh, I actually forgot about it until right now. So we're over at Trinity, over at the Irish Bar, and uh, I'm sitting next to my buddy Elliot. And this guy comes over and starts starts talking to us. Now, this guy was plastered when I got there at like noon. I saw him seven hours later trying to get into bar and they wouldn't let him in. But he was the same level of drunk. Like, you know, those guys. Yeah, probably either either that or was doing cocaine all day. Like, there's just no other way that this guy fucking was able to maintain the level of drunkness he was at. So anyways, he comes over to us at the bar at one point and we're. You know, we're fucking around with him. He's like this big, like, you know, probably mid 40s, like kind of Guido guy, uh, you know, so we're fucking around with him. And so he starts asking Elliot, he goes, how big's your dick? And Elliot's like, what? And he's like, how big's your dick? And he's like moving his fingers, you know, to like, give, like measure. And then Elliot's like, well, how big's yours? And then he goes to like, he starts to unzip his pants in the, <laughs> in the middle of the bar. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, dude, uh, you know, it had been all fun and games up to that point. But I was like, dude, don't do that. I'm like, that's how you get arrested. Like, you know, you want to get arrested for indecent exposure on St. Patrick's Day because you pulled your dick out of the bar. And he goes, <laughs> get arrested. And he pulls out of his back pocket and he flips a badge out. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, pull it out then. Let's see. And so, so he, you know, he joking, zips his pants back up and we're talking for a couple of minutes. And so in my head, I'm like, Hey, like, like maybe I'm going to befriend so this guy. Definitely a massive cokehead. 
Yeah. And I was, and I also was like, you never, like, you can never have too many cop friends. Like, you never know when you're going to have to call in a favor. So, like, I'm going to try and, like, be friends with this guy. And I'm like, hey, what police force do you work for? And he's like, who said I'm a cop? I'm like, what? He pulls his badge back out again. It was a fucking FBI badge. There's an FBI office in New Haven. This guy fucking worked for the FBI. Get like, the fuck out of here. I swear to God. I swear to God. I was like, what the fuck? You got an FBI Are... agent pulling his dick out in front of me at the bar. Yeah, dude, we're definitely in a simulation. Right down the street um, from me, the FBI office. Aaron, is that like kosher in the FBI, or do they not care in the FBI? Pulling like, your I dick wonder... out in a bar. <laughs> no, like being all willy nilly about being in the FBI. Well, I mean, I mean, just the reality is, is that there are people it's that another work in job. the FBI. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, there, it's not like everybody that works in the FBI is like is like the G men. You know, like there are right. they're fucking accountants that work at the FBI. You know, right? For all I know, this guy wasn't like a field agent or anything. You know, he just had an FBI. Could have been fake. Could have been who like knows, Uncle dude. He could have been the guy that like, like they sent out to act like a drunk idiot, and he was make he was. You know, like just to see what's going on. Like I did, I did think that at one point, but it would have been unbelievably. Like, oh, what's your, what's your been... specialty? Well, I can drink and blow coke all day, and I can still kind of perform at a decent gonna... level. Perfect. You're going to be in the FBI. I was going to say because it was kind of unbelievable how long this guy was able to just. I mean, he was hammered. It was very obvious he was hammered, but it was wait. Amazing so did you get his name? Long... No. Nope. After after that, I was like, uh, as a little, I got a little nervous because it's like being friends like, with a cop is one thing. Being friends with a guy in the FBI is like a whole nother thing. That feels like it's, uh, you know, probably a little too intrusive. Um, but so that was great. I had a great time at the parade. Took took Monday off because I just there was no chance I was doing anything productive. Tuesday, I just sent you the video of me walking into a door. Uh, so that's how my day started. Um, rest of the week was great, though. Super productive. And so, okay, on to the next thing in my on my list of things. I have to correct myself about uh, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank thing from last week, but I'm going to wait because I want to hear – because I got some of the details wrong. But I want to hear how your week is first because that is more important to me than a, a bank getting bailed out. Uh, my, Aaron, my week was good. I told you how my week went. I had a uh, like a minor food poisoning well, I got food poisoning once in my life in um where the hell was that? Uh and in Guatemala or something. Nice. One of those places down there. Lee uh no, Nicaragua, Leon, Nicaragua. And it was the worst. And I was basically because I don't swear anymore, I was I was <laughs> I was barfing and pooping like all night. Well, this episode I got was just like a one-time wonder. Like it happened, and then I just felt like junk. So we're we're recovering from that. But besides that, um, week was good. Week was week was just was was dandy. And um, I, you know, I know we're gonna probably talk about this, but if you notice when when uh, when banks fail, markets rise. That's the new slogan. Um, so. Yeah, you know I, I, that that was. I got I mean, a I got a I got an email or whatever about uh a big you know the the Shanghai fork coming up in the Ethereum merger. So, um, all systems are go. 
that's, right now. That's uh, that's great news. I mean, yeah, that's hap- I mean, that's happening in April, some point. So Bitcoin's approaching twenty-eight grand again. Ethereum's approaching two grand. Cardano, I may even get a little money out of my fucking Cardano, which has been just getting slaughtered. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been great. I mean, we should backtrack. We'll just back up a little bit, but the um. What I wanted to correct was what I said, like how the bank got itself into trouble. I was partially right, but I was not completely right. But the long and the short of it was they they had invested into T-bills, two-year T-bills, uh, treasury treasury bonds, treasury bills, um, which are not liquid. So as these bonds started to lose value, they can't get out of them. Like they're they're basically it's almost like a CD, right? You buy it in for two years and then in two years you collect X percentage, but they do go up and down in value in the meantime and they're not liquid. So you can't sell them easily. Um, what the hell? A mustache hair in my mouth. Um, and that caused them to drop. But I think the more interesting part was secretary of the treasury, Janet Yellen, who's the worst. I hate the woke. the woke. The woe. She is the woe. The worst of all time, and it's not even close. Uh, she comes out Sunday, and I actually support. She's like, there will be no bailout for Silicon Valley Bank, you know. And I'm like, great. That's a that's a good move. Like, you know, obviously it doesn't it doesn't instill confidence into the banking sector, but it's like, you know, hey, the U.S. government is taking a stance against this like bullshit that these fucking banks do. Monday morning, it's announced that all of the deposits will be insured and everybody will get their money out, basically bailing out the bank, more or less. I mean, you know, not bailing them out to the point where they'll continue to operate, but bailing them out to where nobody loses any money. My cousin put up a good meme the other day. It was like... I saw that. Ba- banks when the, when, you know, mother of whatever overdraws $3, and then it's like... Is it? Oh, it's... Banks, banks when... Thanks when they fail. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, it's just it's but it's the truth, right? Like, it's a shame. We've, well, I guess the thing is, it's like, OK, so let's just break this down into like layman's terms. They ha- you're a bank and you're you have one billion dollars. We'll mm-hmm. call it one billion dollars. Now. You lose that money. All that money's gone, and there was one million people that belonged to your bank that all had their money in there. So that on Sunday they're saying that money's gone. On Monday morning they're basically going down to the printing press, firing off however many a billion sheets, and just putting the inserting that money back in. So now there's. All the money's gone, which someone had, like, money's never gone. It has to go somewhere. Like, somebody got that other money, and then they just put more money back in. Like, nothing changes, but what changes, it just, I mean, if that doesn't show you how it dilutes the value of money, you know, in simple terms, like, now there's that much more money in the market, and nothing changes. The federal, but like, I also think we're at a point where you can't even comprehend the money that's in the market. That's all. Like it's it, it's just so it, gazy. 
It's so it's just... no like it's like there's no way you can't be like oh like everyone is so little in that sense that like your money means nothing right. like people are you know everyday people are talking about like hundreds thousands ten thousands we're talking trillions what's the next after trillion quadrillion quadrillion there's I got think. that number that number ha, there has to be a quadrillion i mean shit there's a, a quadrillion shiba inu so i'm sure there's a quadrillion <laughs> a, a us dollars at somewhere agreed i mean it's uh i saw on gr capital that uh the fed added 300 billion dollars to its balance sheet this week 300 billion dollars just out of thin air Let's be friends, you know. The it's Fed, at, it's essentially like you're in a freaking accounting class and you're just like making up fake stuff. Okay, yeah, just add 300 billion right here on, on your uh, it's it's basically a fucking you know a Ponzi scheme. Like, ah, let's just make up this amount of returns for today. All right, here you go. You know, gobble go. Um, no, it's 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 gangsterism, is what it is, but it's but okay, so then that brings up, you know, what what happened this week into into focus, and the reason they have to do that stuff, the reason they had to shore up the bank and shore up that money was because of the ripples it causes in the other parts of the market, and specifically the other banks. Regional banks started getting hammered this week. There was a bunch of like medium sized regional banks that started their stock prices started to tumble. Credit Suisse had to get like five hundred million francs. Uh, in liquidity, uh, or I had to borrow 500 million Swiss francs from the, the, uh, Swiss national bank. Um, now they might be getting purchased. Like you're talking huge, huge, huge global banks that are failing and it's not good. And it's the Uh, same exact, is this the kind of thing though, that it's like global banks fail, you know, even bigger global banks step in to kind of just make it all, yeah. you know, warm I mean, again. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the reality, yeah, because the well, because when you're a bank like Credit Suisse, which is a huge fucking bank, the only people that can buy you are larger banks, and so with that, you've got, I think it's UBS is the uh, bank that's looking to buy them. So what's going to happen is these bank, they're just going to get bigger. They're already too big to fail, and now they're going to get even bigger. It's exactly what happened during two. It's just literally two thousand eight all over again. Fifteen years later. Wow, man! Credit Suisse has five hundred and thirty-one billion dollars under asset. In a, in other news, Kathy Wood's predictions for Bitcoin in twenty thirty are like a uh, bullish. 10 million a coin bearish $285,000 a coin. And she's uh, a billionaire. Yeah. Arc, the arc fund. <clears throat> huh? But yeah. So anyways, it's, it's definitely alarming. Uh, it, you know, I, I imagine, uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't pay attention to it. I'm sure a bunch of our listeners don't pay attention to it. I don't, I don't blame them, but it is, it is somewhat alarming and something that, you know, people should be aware of. <clears throat> Just to basically check on the health of the bank that has your money. It's like what it boils down to. Like, make sure the bank that has all your money is in decent financial standing because 
the last <clears> one, <throat> I mean, well, I, you know, I know a lot of our listeners probably have, you know, uh, bank accounts that have 500, 600, $700,000 in them. You know, you just want to spread that out, get to the, you know, $250,000 FDIC protection. Just be get smart. Get to that That's threshold. All. Just be smart. That's all. Just be smart. That's what we advocate on this show. Intelligence. Being <clears throat> smart. I mean, we do. We're not, you're not wrong. 160 episodes ago, actually, we're, we're coming back. That, that's, that's the beauty of it. We're coming back. We are. I mean, we're on our, we're on our way back. Everything, everything's great. We're going to learn. We're going to learn from this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to dump a bunch of money into the market. I'm hoping things keep going. You know, I hope crypto keeps going up and everything else keeps going down. Um, that would be great. Um, Benjamin. Yes, sir. The, your, uh, your big day is less than two months away. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm fired up. That's literally, uh, that is, uh, yeah. Someone asked me yesterday, like, are you ready to marry her? I was like, yeah, like hundred percent. I'm like, that she's feels, like, wow. That, well, that, that it was like her friend. That's a girl. She's like, oh, I, I thought she's like, I usually think like guys are weird about that. I was like, well, I'm the one that asked her to marry me. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guys are weird about that. Well, yeah, but not when they're the ones that, you know, like wanted to do it in the first place. You know, that is uh, that is funny. I mean, that's just, so. she's, she's not wrong. Like, you know, I think guys probably you know a lot there are guys that like once the date gets closer like get colder feet but like i mean ben you i've known you for long enough to know that at least when it comes to women you're not the one to make rash decisions so when you told me that you guys were getting married i was like oh you know that's something he definitely wants to do then that's not like you're not the type of person that does things that you don't want to do that's correct which I thought I had a great response to her, you know. It's like, isn't that the truth? Like, yeah, right. Well, like, yeah, no, it, I'm the one that proposed to her. So. But then it's like, on the flip side, it's like, you know, we live in a world where it's like, that can be a pressure, pressurizing, <laughs> pressing issue. Pressing. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, you see it in Hollywood all the time. Like, oh yeah, if you don't propose to me, or you know, I I don't mean Hollywood, but like, you know, it's like. You know, I feel like a lot of times girls can dictate that. And then a lot of times it's not right because it's like, well, yeah, if, if it's not, you know, it's like if it's not, I don't know, maybe it's that's, not something that's it's weird. not something you don't if it's not something you want to do, then it's not going to work out regardless of what the situation is. Like if you if you're not sure that and I, of course, I'm speaking in the royal you um. You know, if you're not sure that you want to be with somebody for the rest it's, of your life and then are then perf- forced into it, you're not there's going a perfect to be example into it. It's society's fault. Literally, it's it's none other than society's fault because it's no one's pressuring you other than society is like saying that's what you're supposed to do. So that's right. kind of the bummer about it. But yeah, um, well, it's, you know. Also, it's, you know, the societal pressure to do a lot of things when it comes to relationships and children and all that stuff is. It's pretty crazy. I have two I've had two experiences in the last couple of weeks of females in my life, uh, one friend, one peripheral person who are in their 
you know, early to mid thirties who are like, well, I feel the pressure to be married and have a child right now, because like, that's what everybody else around me is doing, even if it's not necessarily what I want in the moment. So, you know, I think those societal pressures are a lot worse on women than there are men because we don't have the biological clock and like, you know, it's just, you know, it feels like for you, you were ready. And so you went forward and did it, you know, it seems like that's the way a lot of guys operate, which is a great thing. But I think like women legitimately have to deal with that, like societal pressure of like, you know, how come you're not married? How come you don't have any kids? You know, how come you're falling right. in cave so shit? So, well, it's because my husband's an idiot and invested in fucking Roblox and they just got, <laughs> <laughs> they, that's, were, they, that's they had all their money from Silicon Valley Bank. No, I don't know. Um, Roblox. <laughs> I uh, uh, I, th- I thought about buying some Roblox at one point. Well, that's like the, that was the thing. I saw the list of the ten companies that, like, SVB or whatever, was like heavily, like, all their money came from whatever. It was like Circle, BlockFi, Roblox. Um, I should have sent it to you. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. Obviously not. We sent we no. so much stuff. Either uh, way, um. But yeah, back to society and all that. I mean, uh, it is what it is. I think, you know, when it works, it's beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, of course, that's exactly what it is. Um, uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Yukon looked great yesterday. I'm wearing your dad's your dad's Yukon sweatshirt right now. Oh, the acid wash? Yep, the acid wash. Hell yeah. Hey, Aaron, I saw a pretty cool random like thing today that like college hockey in the next decade is going to be the biggest NIL. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude, and then I'm thinking about it and in the video it's 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 like like highlights in the background, it's Yukon, Yale, Quinnipiac, Sacred Heart. Like yeah. all everybody's got a new rink. Yep. Connecticut is like booming in college hockey right now. I mean, I think that Yale Quinnipiac final a couple of years ago was probably like, you know, hey. But yeah, remember we went and watched that at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, oh my gosh, Aaron. That was uh good times, man. That was good times. Yeah, I saw that. I saw college hockey's the fastest growing college. Yeah, sport. that was it. Yep, fastest growing college sport with like the most NIL, you know, or whatever. Obviously, there's probably not much right now, so it would make sense that it could be the, you know. Ben, if you had been, if you, if the NIL had existed, for those who don't know or are unfamiliar, that's name, image, likeness. It's basically the rule the NCAA came up with to now allow college athletes to make money. That corrupt organization, those fucking losers. If you if the NIL had been around when you were a college athlete, who would you have wanted your sponsor to be? I mean, when I was in a, a college athlete, I would want to be like sponsored by like probably a hockey equipment company. It right like right off the bat is my thought. Yeah, that I guess because, that makes sense, huh? Like I would just want all f- the best free stuff all the time, I guess. Then pass it down to me. Pass exactly. it down to your boys. The amount of uh, times that I've come to your house. And I just been don't like, hey, know. Hey, you want this? What, like, 
I mean, I get like that would be the same as like getting like a Nike endorsement, but like I, I was a, you know, I mean, hey, not knocking Castleton, we were a, we were a heavy hitter, you know, we had some players, but it's still Division Three hockey. It's not like then you were sponsored by Nike. You had custom Nikes. That's bet, right. You had the kid, <laughs> the air to kids. <laughs> That is so true. Colby had them for a while. Then I got them back. <laughs> the air to kids. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's. Um, yeah. I I mean I don't know. Like, what would you say? Like, oh, you know, I Coca, would be Coca Cola. You know, like like I would uh, want to be some local tailor, like some local suit maker, and then just get a bunch of fucking custom suits. That'd be great. Did you say well, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I don't know, like. I'm That'd just thinking cool. for like huge name, you know, it's like Ricky Bobby, like, you know, like. Hey, think about, I mean, my last name goes perfect with getting a suit tailor, you know, to be my, to right. be my sponsor. Yeah. That's how you put, cause did you see like, there's a, there was a kid that played for fuck. I forget where he played college football, but, uh, the coldest Crawford. That yes. was his name. Yeah. Yep. And he was sponsored by like an HVAC company. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, the coldest man. The, the, co- the coldest. <laughs> um, I, 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 it's such a weird thing, man. I, I also like just the way the world works and everything like that. It's like, you know, I grew up. All I wanted to do was like play hockey, play hockey, play hockey, and like for me, the next thing was like, okay, well, what's the next level you can play hockey at? You right. know, like I was so, and then like you know, my senior year started playing in the jungle you know that was like it was like that was a whole new thing then i wanted to you know i wanted to play junior a i wanted to play junior a so then i played junior a and it's like played two years then college then the next level but now i'm thinking it's like nowadays these like high school kids are getting that same like feeling of like you know trying to make it to the highest level it's like it's almost like all this is doing is like it's just like uh giving you like the best kids are gonna be the best kids we lost the state championship well i guess it was the quarterfinal my last year in bantams uh, playing for echo we were we were loaded we were good we played cam atkinson the mid fairfield blues they beat us 7-3 or 8-3. He had seven rips, <laughs> seven goals, okay? He's an NHL goal scorer. Like, it was known from, you know? Yep. So all I'm saying is back, you know, then you backtrack that, you know, back to squirts when it was the same thing happening. Him. It's like that kid would have been, you know, just like, okay, so he would have been glorified then making money when in reality it would have just taken him like, you know, six more years, you know, to make it to the NHL and, you know, have it all work out. But I guess that's my thought. It's just like, like, I I have no, like, I guess, like, feelings towards it. Because, like, I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life where it's like, I'm almost like, why did I waste? I don't want to say waste because it made me who I was, but like, I spent so much of my life playing hockey and it's like in the grand scheme of things now that, you know, you're looking at how the world works and all this shit. It's like, 
I was wasting a lot of, you know, brain power focusing on like, you know, chipping it off the glass and, you know, like up and out. Yep. You know, it's like, it, and it's almost, you know, it's just like, it's like almost like a drug dude. It's like, or, you know, it just like numbs you. It's like, Oh, what, what do you do? It creates jobs. You know, it's like your coaches have jobs. It's like, you know, whatever the athletic trainer has a job because of you playing hockey and you're paying tuition or, you know, whatever the school's paying tuition or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, it's all, I mean, it took me, you know, some time or whatever, but like, there's more people often told me there's more to life than hockey. Like, why are you chasing this, you know, dream? And it's like, well, cause it's my dream. But then it wasn't long after that dream was over that it was like, whoa, that made sense. You know what they were saying. So, yeah, but that's also could, that's also like somebody else's perspective outside looking in saying there's more to life than hockey. Sure, right. OK, also, which almost ties right back into the society like we're talking about. Well, sure. But there's also more to life than fucking accounting and there's more to life than fucking being a lawyer. Like there's, right. more to, there's all there will always be more to life no matter what you do, because that's what life is. Life is about the exploration of everything around you. So there will always be more to life than one thing. But when you're passionate about something and you have a dream and a goal you're pursuing, like the lessons that come from that apply to real life and they make you a better heart, more hardworking, harder working to more hardworking, harder working, more successful person. And like, that's the reality. You can look at your life and like apply a lot of those tenets that you learn playing hockey to your life and that have made you the person that you are today. So I disagree with that statement, but I disagree with anybody who has any issue or, give someone a hard time for chasing right. their dreams, no matter how ridiculous they may be. Okay. So I agree with that. But then I also think about like, you know, you got out and traveled, mm. you know, yep. it took me till I was 33 to go travel. Right. And I was like, Holy shit. You know, Imag- like, imagine if I Good had done times. this. Yeah. Right, dude. You know? So like there, is, like you said, there's always more to life. Yeah, there will always be like, more to life, but like, come on, like, yeah, that's that's as, that's just as cool, you know. It's like sure seeing right. the world, and it's like, and and I also will argue, you know, in your sense that like, okay, my college hockey team, we went to Austria, Germany, yep. Switzerland, my senior year. Yep. That was that was just that was awesome, I'd you know. And that. it's like, and looking back on it, like, probably should a little thought a little bit more about like going to Europe, but I was, yeah. you know. Tied into society back, you know, in America. And it was like, that would have been a large cord to cut. But, you know, yeah. it's like once I once I went to Central America for three months, I was like, dude, imagine playing hockey in the French Alps. Like, you're a yeah. bozo. You are <laughs> <Right>. a bozo. <laughs> like, right. I mean, uh, but but that's also like, I mean, again, like that goes back to just like that's life where you know, a lot of the times you don't realize what you're missing out on until you go and experience it. And then once you do, you're like, holy shit. Like, I, you know, I've been missing this this whole time. Like, what the fuck have I been doing? Um, but and honestly, Aaron, you know, we're talking like right now. It's like I could just 
I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm do a, I do a workout app three times a week. So I'm probably in better shape than I was. I was about to say like, I could just go work out a little bit and get back on go. the ice and go just start ripping pucks. My, my buddy sent a video or a post on, um, uh, on Facebook the other day, Adam Blanchett, like played in the queue, played in the pros. He's like, uh, looking for a good skater that can play in Australia, uh, this summer or whatever, yeah. or whatever this yeah, this summer, I'm like I could f- email him right now, and <laughs> right. like I just I need some skates, yep, and I need a, a toe curve, and I will carve up some tenders up. <laughs> um, but cool. like you know, that's the beauty of it. It's like stay in shape. There's another right. thing. It's like, but it's also it's not. It's never over. It's also, but it's also the the reality is is that now in your life, like because circumstance matters too, right? Like the, it's not just about the desire to do something, the want to do something, the pursuit of a goal or a passion. It's also about the circumstances that surround that. And like now, like financially, like you don't have to make money from hockey, so you could go play in Australia for summer, and it and it doesn't, it's not going to affect your bottom line because you're just going to do it to have fun. And it's, a, you know, the same thing when it comes to traveling with me, you know, if you don't have the money to travel, sure, there's ways you can travel cheap and there's ways you can work around the system. But if you don't have the circumstance to do it, you just can't do it. So like that matters as well. But um, a lot of the times it seems to go where once you have the ability to do it because you don't have the financial restrictions or whatever, by that point, it's like past you by. Like that's almost always the way it goes. It's like you know. honestly, Aaron, it's funny because there was this guy, there was this rich ass guy, Basim Awad. And when I played on what a uh, name. Yeah, well, I played for Watertown. Um he was like our coach's buddy from Canada that was rich as shit. Yeah. And he just like would like he just wanted to play like yep. you know and it was the federal league and he was a huge dude he was like a bruiser he could kind of fight and yep. a lot of times you're short guys and you just need a guy so baz would come down and like bring a load of sticks like like pro stock sticks like throw yep. them in the room like let the guys have them like he was not there for any sort of like <laughs> you know like bottom line it's like you're in the federal league we're playing with like wind wells and all of a sudden Baz comes along. And it's like tossing <laughs> us free, three sticks or whatever. But, uh, that was like, I'm just like thinking about it. It's like, he just could do it, you yeah. know? And it's like, it, it's like a cool thing. So, I mean, and that's the beauty of life in that sense. It's like, it's like never over till it's over. Like if you want to, if you're 50 years old and you, you feeling like you want to play in the minor hockey leagues, you know, and you got some money and it's like, go pay to play. You know, it's like, nothing's going to change. It's like, everything always will be like what it is. It's like the Cam Atkinson's will always be in the NHL. It's like, you can see him from the get go. It's not, there's no, it's not like rocket science. Like, yeah, it's, it's not rocket science. There will always be passions to be pursued and there will always be ways to do it if you're willing to do it. And I guess the, I guess the, the, final message really can be is that like just keep doing it just keep pursuing those passions regardless of what they are they're going to change they're going to become different things you're going to be interested in different things but as long as you're, yeah and get new passions too exactly you know and, it's as, like, long, as long as you're passionate about something there will be uh plenty of of time um to explore them and that's the great thing about life 
because it's 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 not over till it's over. Sure ain't. Sure ain't. Um, and hey, uh, if if anything, it's like you know, you might as well just because who the hell knows what's going on. Well, we know what's going on. The U.S. is just going to keep printing money till. Until your, why not? Until bro? your time is over. Why not? Fucking make it so that a loaf of bread's nine million dollars. Who gives a shit? Uh, you know the 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 dream of becoming a, a millionaire is like becoming very real for a lot of people because money is so devalued and you have to have so much of it to do anything. Um, but that's a discussion for another day. Uh, Benny. Awesome chatting with you today, man. I uh, yeah, I, hope you, I hope you have a great rest of your Saturday, and I hope you have a great week. I'm sure we'll talk a bunch, but uh, I love you. We'll talk soon. Love you, bro.